The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, y'all? It's Zach. And it's Ade. And you're listening to Living Corporate. Now listen, it's a really, um, what's the word? A special episode. And I feel like there should be like some Tony, Tony, Tony plan. Um, why though? It's our anniversary. Now, not you and I. Well, in certain ways. Yeah. Really the anniversary. Yeah. But the anniversary of the show, right? Like we've, we've, uh, we've crossed the one year mark as a, as a podcast, as an organization. That's pretty cool. Right? It's pretty dope. Um, I think this is the longest running creative project I've ever been involved with, which is saying something. So shout out to us. Man, super agrees. Definitely shout out to us. And yes, it's definitely been definitely the longest engagement. I mean, keep on using all these consultancy words. And it's funny because my, right. my boss at my job keeps on talking to me. Shout out, Juliet. I see you. Um, keep telling me not to use all these consultancy words, but see. What what's hard for like for, for me to articulate at work is that I genuinely like words, but I'm still kind of, you know, I don't want to say, you know, Irish. I, I know. I know what you're getting. You, at you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, but I but I'm, at, at the same but at the same time, though. Right. I just like words, mm. but they don't get the ish side of me at work because because yeah. of, of reasons. Right. So it's tough. But anyway, uh yeah, this is the longest project that I've been a part, creative project I've been a part of as well. And it's dope. Like, I think it's crazy because if you look like over this past year, like you'll see like, I think what should make both of us proud is like a year of consistent engagement though. Like, it's not like, oh, we did it and then we stopped and we did it and we stopped. Like, it's been a year of consistency. You know what I'm saying? Which is really shout out to you because goodness knows the consistency is something that I lack in spades. But, um... Yeah. yeah, without you, uh, there would have been very little consistency on my part because yikes. Nah, nah, nah. nah. We'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But, but no, actually, I'm gonna tell you the crazy thing is, is that it was what I was able to see in you and like the potential of this space that pushed me to be like really aggressive, right, and and attentive and like not and kind of unrelenting and neurotic. And how we would like. I don't know if that's that that gives the right connotation or that no, has the right. No, nah, it's kind of. But no, but I'm saying like, it, like there were times where I know that like I would get on your nerves. Like I'd be like, I do we got to record. I do we got to record. Let's go. Let's go. And like we recording like, you know, multiple episodes at a time and just me working, you know, just being just like obsessive. Like there's a certain level of that. Right. That was involved in this. And I think when I talk to people who created something and are building something like there's a certain like a certain bit of it, like the, not to the point where it's toxic. But right. a certain level of just obsessive, like it's all you're thinking about and doing for a certain season of your of your, of your life, um, at least just to get it going. And I don't feel like it's like that now. I feel like we've kind of like we found a certain pace and, and rhythm, a sweet spot. But just to get something off the ground takes a lot of effort. And I, I think for me, that actually works for who I am as a person. Yeah. Um, I like immersion and I found that with anything I have to live, breathe, swim, eat, everything, consume a particular energy if that's what I need to focus on at that time. Otherwise, it's never going to get done. And I'm also not the sort of person who gets annoyed by persistence because it's something that I'm seeking out. Um, it actually attracts me in a way to all the things that I want and that people who in places where I find consistency and persistence and passion those are the things that inspire me those are the things that have brought me back to live in corporate even when I have not been in the most ideal situations because it's very easy to fall into the trap of complacence um, 
or just being like, you know what, everything is overwhelming and I would like to just bury myself under the earth's crust and just like <laughs> lay here for a second. That's real. But um, I found that on the other side of that discomfort is everything that you're looking for. Um, and you just have to keep pushing to get at it, if that makes any sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. And I feel the same way. And it's funny because like when I was talking to to Rod with the black guy who tips, and this was like a while ago, but like he gave advice on the mic and off the mic. And we were talking about the fact that he said, man, you know, the biggest advice I can give you is just to keep going. He's like, because so many people will get started with podcasting and like, you know, they'll like do a couple shows and then they'll, you know, they'll get tired. And be like, oh, I'll catch up next week. and I'll catch up next week. And that like you look up and they've been gone for like three months or right. like people will like really put a lot of effort on the front end to like promote the podcast and then you look up and it's like it's only been like two months and they're done um, right and i know for me part of the reason so far and again it's only been a year right like it's not like we have we have time we're still really babies right like we have tons right. of, we have a long way to go <laughs> uh but but i know for me it's like uh, the biggest fear kind of going into this was that like we would start and we would like start off really big and then we would fizzle out. So like, I'm just really right. excited and thankful that we're here. And honestly, you and I like we're kindred spirits in a lot of different ways. Like, cause everybody doesn't like someone who's like persistent and like, will follow up and like hold you accountable and be like, Hey, let's go. Right. Like, hey, right. like people don't like that. So the fact that like your vibe resonates with that is dope because um, it's not common. So I'm really excited and thankful like for you to be here for real. Thank you. And just the last thought that I have on that is that I found, and hopefully this helps somebody, but I have found that when I reach the valleys of my energy reserves and I'm completely tapped out, it helps having somebody like you almost like a body double because I was going to, I was going to use a phrase. Um, no, I'll say it. <laughs> Ain't no punk in my blood. <laughs> so, um, I will be damned if anybody else like next to me is outworking me and we have the same level of commitment. So, if you're willing to be up at 10 p.m. to record, I'm willing to be up at 10 p.m. to record. And if you are willing to cram yourself into a closet space to record, guess what? I too am willing to cram myself into a closet space to record, right? So Straight up, there's though. something to be said for having a partner in your commitment who's willing to like go the distance with you and you can sort of measure yourself and keep pace with that person. Not necessarily saying that you have to be down on yourself when you're not capable of being where they're at, but it's almost like having a guidepost as to where you need to be. Um, and even when your heart isn't in it, you're able to like mirror somebody else so that at the very least you're going through the motions until your brain remembers what it feels like to win. If that makes any sense. No, it does. It does. And it's so interesting, right? Because the last part you said, like really hit me. Cause like, like I said, when your heart isn't in it, I think a lot of times, like when we do things, it's like, man, if I don't, if I don't really feel like doing it, then I'm not going to do it. And it's like, man, there's a lot of stuff that I don't feel like doing that I just got to do. So it's just really interesting, like when you said, you know, when your heart isn't in it and it's like, it's really important because a lot of times when you're doing something, especially if you're trying to do something and build something over time, you yeah. don't always feel like doing it. Right. But like, you just got to do it. I mean, like the easy example is working out. I've been working crazy. I mean, so I have, and that's an excuse, but I haven't been getting up like I want to, that I budgeted in my time to actually work out in the morning. Like I, I get up, I have an alarm that goes off at five thirty in the morning. That's for me to work out for 30 minutes every day. Um, I have like a kettlebell. I'm like supposed to be doing this kettlebell routine. Uh, and I don't always feel like doing it, but like, I'm not going to get the results I want if right. I don't get up anyway. Right. And it's a like, word, a word, <laughs> <laughs> a whole word, but it's true. And like, you, you know, are dragging me and my hunched over position and this like I'm dragging pot my belly s- I have going on right now. I'm dragging myself. No, I mean, I just shoot. Listen, See, this is what happened. So I dropped weight and like I, I was, okay. so now I'm able to look down. I dropped weight. I was able to, now I'm able to look down and see my belt buckle. So I'm like, oh yeah, I can see myself. Like I'm good. 
Okay. Right? But it's like, no, like, there's more goals than just, like, not being able to see your shoes. Like, you should dream bigger than that. So there's another word for you. Uh, Some of y'all are just shoe starers. You need to be bigger dreamers than that. Keep going. Keep driving. Drag me. Drag me. Um, Man, so... So while we were talking, right, I had like other things that like popped up in my head. All right. So tell me if this is like a cheesy joke. So first of all, like we're not, this is not the topic. It is. It is. Okay. Well, I'm going to say it anyway. So so you were talking about being in the closet to record. Yeah. Okay. How crazy would it have been had you been in the closet to record the episode? And I think you know what I'm about to say. I do. All you had to say was closet. No, please finish. Okay. How crazy... (laughs) How crazy would it have been if you were in the closet to record the episode of being LGBTQ at work? That would have been nuts. You are childish, number one. <laughs> number two, that would have been brilliant, actually, because I think I was still in the apartment with that alarm yes. that wouldn't quit. Yes, I remember that spot. I just want to say that if y'all have been here for this long and you've heard me through the apartment with the alarm that wouldn't quit... Um, the house in D.C. where they, you may have heard random gunshots in the neighborhood. The apartment in Tyson's Corner with all of the like zooming cars. Or that one day I was in the golf room and that one guy um, had a vengeance against he, golf balls. He was not going to mess up those balls. He was not like just straight up assaulting golf balls. And I was concerned. Shout out to you. We here. Made it. We made it. Uh, we're here. And like. Yeah, so I, anyway, I'm just thankful for you. I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for us. Thankful for JJ. It's crazy because we didn't even like, we didn't even let any air horns off. Hopefully, JJ, hey, JJ, listen, man, we're not going to get sued. Just go ahead and put Tony, Tony, Tony at the beginning of this. Maybe let it loop in the background, actually. We ain't, we ain't. You know, I actually think this is an occasion for celebratory gunshots. What do you, what do you think? Yes, yeah. Hey, hey, uh, JJ, let them things go, bro. Just. Bra, bra. <laughs> And some air horns. Put them in right here. Yes. Let them, yes, man. We we out here, man. It's been a year. I want to talk about these stats real quick, man. Hey. In our first year, we've had like 40,000 downloads, fam. What? That's not bad. Like, for a grassroots podcast with no... Okay. First of all, don't give me that's not bad. That's dope as hell. <laughs> I just... I think you should celebrate everyone. Um... One of the things that I'm, I'm taking away from situations that I've left behind is that celebratory Millie Rocks are an important part of your growth and your development as a person because celebrating the little wins and recognizing all of your small accomplishments um, rolls into the part of you that persists um, because failure is really demoralizing and it sucks. Straight up. Um, but when you're able to like go back to past situations and identify all the ways in which you won didn't even realize, recognize or celebrate those things, you're able to be like, well, damn, I, I really am that uh, person. <laughs> that was super funny. Hey, Aaron. So look, uh, so, we, you know, we, we, we've talked about Aaron in our past. Um, and again, listen, uh, I've I've called our allies uh, Bucky's and White Wolves. <sighs> Jesus. And the reason why. For those who don't, don't forget know, Winter Soldiers. Oh, and Winter Soldiers. And the reason why, if y'all know anything about Marvel, y'all know that the Winter Soldier's name was Bucky. Okay. And that the Wakandans called Bucky the White Wolf in uh, Wakanda. So, Aaron. By the way, I heard that attempt at an accent. I, uh, I really. So, this is the thing. This is the funny thing about that. Is that you I, can practice that. No. So, this is the thing. Actually, I started and I said, oh, this is terrible. And I stopped in the middle. Right, I did not. I did not complete it. Um, but anyway, Aaron is uh, he's a he's a Winter Soldier, okay, and he's also the person. When you look at like all of our social media stuff, and we've talked about him before, we've joked that he's our diversity hire. Um, and so, Aaron, when you do the transcript for this, and and Ade said I'm that person, make sure that you put uh, person in uh, brackets, so the real ones know what you really meant. <laughs> All of that exposition. All of that exposition just for that one piece of direction. <laughs> I can't stand you. And okay. It's, and it's funny because he's going to listen and he's going to be like, oh, yeah, okay. he's going to do it. 
Oh my goodness gracious. So it's I'm, been a year of like deep sighs with you. It's just been a like year a, of deep sighs. But look, but like you but you've gotten your child. <sighs> a deep just Negro point, spiritual sign. Negro spiritual sign. Where it's at Issa Rae. All the all the all the dad jokes and not Nana Child around here. Look, listen. Pure dad it jokes. just it just means that you are well prepared. I'm big ready. <laughs> <laughs> But no, so, you know, I'm kind of at a loss of words because I'm just thinking about, I'm really thinking about what it, what it took to make a year of content, like a year of content. And we've been working, like we've, we've had like full-time jobs as consultants, no less. Like, man, talk about that. Like, like you have, you have a whole new consulting job. 60 hour weeks. I counted it. I counted and averaged my working hours. And I just want to say that whoever said consulting was an easy gig. They lied. Liar. they lied they lied well this is the thing it's easy i guess if you trash yeah you, that's not if, my testimony and if you and if you if you're not if you're not uh, black or brown <laughs> you know i mean can we be honest all these facts i never like, no, I'm be honest with i don't you. get to be mediocre at my job being. i've never <laughs> i've never no, no 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 so so let me be clear I am not saying that. Uh, well, I'm. I am saying that white privilege makes, makes your job easier. I'm definitely saying that for you. Yes. So if you're re- if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Be offended. It's cool. <laughs> um, what I'm not saying is is that like everybody who is white thinks the job is easy because I do know there are some not there are some majority people out here who are working very hard in consulting. Like they work super hard. But every time I meet somebody and they say their job is easy, like. I've never met a black or brown person who says consulting is easy ever. Have you? Absolutely not. Like never, ever, <laughs> never, ever, ever, ever. But, but the thing about it is what I will say to that, um, you were talking about how many hours you work. So, so I don't want to say how many hours I work because there are people who like mentor me, who listen to this podcast. If I told them how, how many hours I work, they'd be, they would coach me. They'd be like, hey, Zach, you need to relax. Like, you shouldn't be working that hard. So I'm not going to say that. But I So will... maybe you need to relax and you shouldn't be working that hard? I mean, maybe so. But the point is, like, it's been a grind, right? Like, it's a work. It's been a work. Like, we've been working. We've been working full, 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 full time. You don't really take a lot of vacation. I don't take a lot of vacation. LOL at a lot of vacation. Try any vacation. LOL, and at, that's, LOL that's... at the word vacation. Right. And, and obviously, <laughs> that's not to, like compare struggles or anything like that Definitely just not. like trying to give an accurate picture of you know just how exhausting this past year has been as well like yeah. in as much as it's been a year of amazing triumphs and just wins that we didn't see coming i'm working on a sleep deficit here even on the weekend straight up and that's not something I'm trying to continue for very long because I understand that sleep is a necessary and essential component of life. And I'm even not trying to encourage the culture that says that in order to, you know, be a good worker, you have to show up to work on Mondays talking about how sleep deprived you are. That's that, trash. That's toxic. That's that super is toxic. trash. Yes. Your brain needs sleep. But I also recognize that there are periods in your life where you have to take the L, whether it's the social L, the sometimes the sleep L to get where you need to be in the long run. And so that's the time that we're investing now for later. And I'm sure all of my um, full-time workers, part-time hustlers understand what we're talking about. Straight up. I mean, this is the thing. I just don't know of any like entrepreneurs, full-time or part-time who have made something pop made the shake without like really really grinding and i'm definitely not definitely not suggesting that you should be working yourself ragged all the time but there are gonna be some late nights and like beyond you working late i would say heart more than that you're gonna have to think a lot like you should probably be more mentally exhausted than you are physically exhausted if you're really grinding at this entrepreneurship thing because it just takes a lot of mental effort like to think through and strategize on how you're really going to get stuff done. Right. Think, think through how you're going to use your time, right? Because you can't create more time and you need sleep because it would be trash if we got on here talking about you don't need to go to sleep when we be talking about drinking water. Matter of fact, because we talk, brought up bringing, uh, drinking water. Go ahead. I just hiccuped because I need some more water. <laughs> um, <laughs> grab yourself 
the nearest cup of water, go to the tap unless you are in um, Washington, D.C. Unless you're in Washington, D.C. or any of these other, um, if, if you're in a poor black or brown community, because of the way that uh, racism is set up and it's white supremacy set up, your water probably tastes disgusting. Uh, so not only tastes disgusting, it probably has actual contaminants in it. So yeah, just so, don't so, do that, so, beloved. So just so drink some water. Yeah, don't do that part. But maybe go get some bottled water if you can afford it. Because of the way that, again, white supremacy is set up in capitalism, inherently built to destroy you um, and us. Um, but, you know, if you can drink some clean water, go ahead and drink some right now. That's all I was trying to say. Got kind of dark. But I'm into it. All them caveats. And I just finished a bottle of water while you were speaking. <laughs> all them caveats. But no, nah, for real though, Ooh, you, gotta I take, that. you gotta take care of yourself. You gotta take care of yourself. Um, so let's let's talk about this. Can we talk a little bit about like your journey with the 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 STEM and what you've been learning? Absolutely. Okay. Um, this is big trash. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, um, this is top two most challenging things I've ever had to do in my life and this is not number two um, I spent some time thinking through how I have been taught to think about myself as a learner how I've been taught to think about myself in relation to the world around me um, I was one of those kids who always picked up concepts quickly um, at incredibly high levels of abstraction I could have and, and I was very, very young doing this. Um, I, I remember that when I was a kid, um, my great uncle, Baba Mitchell, would sit me down um, in the morning and hand me the morning newspaper. And I'm like five years old doing this. And we're just reading through the paper in the morning. And we'd sit and we'd talk about it. And he'd give me a little cup of coffee to drink with him. It's probably his fault, I'm sure, because everybody else in my family is tall. But we, we'd sit and talk through these incredibly abstract ideas we're talking through military coups we're talking through changes in like global structures i'm being more complimentary of my ability to hold a conversation with a grown man who is in the military um, about these ideas i but i say that to say that i was always socialized to think of myself as an intelligent person Hmm. when you are teaching yourself an entirely new body of knowledge um, that you've never quite interacted with in the same way. I mean, I took like a computer 101 class, so I knew like what binary code was, or or what binary was, or um, what the CPU is. Um, I actually had an interest when I was an undergrad um, in building my own computer from scratch. I really wanted to like put everything together because I thought that was really really cool. I'm not a very tactile person. So I'd never worked with anything in that way before. So those were entirely new concepts to me. I don't think I've ever felt so defeated as trying to understand what a for loop is or what a while loop is and why, why I would use it or what data structures are or what an algorithm fundamentally tries to do. And over the course of the last year, I have like doubted my intelligence. I have sincerely believed that my brain was just broken. And just discover things that were patched over in an education system that wasn't designed to serve me and and the way that my brain just functions. And I can go on rants for days about this, but I sincerely believe that should I ever be blessed with children, I'm not letting them be educated in the United States of America. Certainly not in the public education systems in which I um, I was raised and um in which I was educated because those systems don't teach you how to think critically or think creatively about problems. They teach you how to think about solutions. Man, that's so And true. frankly, that does you a disservice because one, you need to think about the problem, not necessarily the solution. Because through thinking through the problem, you are hitting on and thinking through critically all of the ways in which this problem is structured and you're, you're examining your biases about this, these different problems. Also, the fundamental work of thinking through a problem requires you to think through other perspectives um, and I think it gives you an, a level of empathy for others that we, we don't necessarily 
get to learn in traditional educational structures. And, and I, I like numbering my thoughts because I lose track of things really easily. But now I've lost track of several other thoughts that I had. Um, but the point of what I'm trying to say is that I've learned so much about myself. I've learned about learning. I've learned that I'm not incapable of learning. I might be slower at picking up technical thoughts and higher level abstraction um, in the way that other people may pick them up but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm a failure or that I'm broken and I also I do this thing where I um I I don't quite give credence to the context and circumstances of my situation and for those of you who are listening I I've been through some ups and downs this year and I found myself recently con- comparing myself to other people maybe in the meetups that I would attend or um, just the DC tech circuit isn't that large and just struggling to articulate why it was taking me so much longer than other people to get to a certain level in your in my education and I had to give myself a break recognize not only that I was working with an incomplete set of cards but also recognize that I'm not working on anybody else's timeline but my own. Yoruba people will say, um, which means that we don't work by somebody else's watch, right? Like we don't, we're not working on the same timeline and that's okay. So yes, I've learned a wealth of things about myself, about the world, about learning. Did you know that actually um, this may or may not work for you, but it's really helpful when you learn things to not stack your learning every single day. Um, nah. <laughs> part of what I struggled with was that I thought I have to crank at this five hours every day forever. And actually, if you space out your learning, so doing two, day, two days on, one day off, then one day on, one day off, and then three days on, it actually gives your brain time to rest, time to create these synapses um, that allow you to build the blocks of understanding. And it's a lot easier for you to learn when you are doing like three fundamental things, when you are sleeping, which I didn't do for a very long time, Um, when you are working out, because exercising is actually a way of enriching um, your brain, and when you are giving yourself on and off periods of learning. So it's almost like you feed your brain the information and then you give yourself a break so that your brain can make sense of the information that you just provided it. So, But you know what, though? Like, I I understand that makes sense to me. Like, in in principle, because when you think about, like, working out any other part of your body, like like lifting weights, you have to, like, give yourself time to heal, right? Like, you will lift. You're not going to work out the same muscle group every single day. Like you're going to, your, your upper body one day, you can work out your legs the next day. You're going to work, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're not going to just do, you're going to give yourself time to, to heal. And like, that's really interesting though, because when you think about learning and the way that we talk about learning, it's often in the context of like, man, just, you just gotta just repeat, 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 like over and over and over and over and over. And, and the other thing that you said, which is so crazy and something just, res- something just hit me just now. You said like because public schools don't teach us to like really talk about problems; they talk about just like creating solutions. And we kind of like we praise that, right? Like as a larger society, we praise not being problem focused, right? Being being solution oriented and like thinking through actionable items to solve things. And it's like, man, there's value in like slowing down and really understanding the problem. Right. And like really ruminating on the problem. And it's funny because the next thing you said, which also hit me, was focusing on the problem can really help you grow in empathy. And, you know, I pride myself. I call myself an empathetic person, but I'm not really good at like slowing down and focusing on problems and like really like thinking through and like cycling problems over and over. Like being like, okay, what's really like really, really slowing down thinking about the problem. And that's feedback I've gotten on my job recently. And I had to like that, like for me, like that was just a gut check. You just saying that because I'm like, dang, am I really as empathetic a leader as I think I am if I can't slow down and focus on the problems? Right. So that's real. 
So look, and all of the things you talked about, all things you've been learning and you've been picking up, you didn't talk about why you're doing it. Like, what are you trying to do? At first, it was solely because I wrote this list of 23 promises to myself on my 23rd birthday. Um, I was going through um, this period right before my 23rd birthday I went through this terrible breakup it was with this person that I had a relatively toxic relationship with but I was trying to find the win I was trying to sift through the relationship and find all the bits and pieces that added to my life because I don't necessarily believe that I have experiences for the sake of those experiences or for the sake of just having a terrible thing and then getting past it or whatever. I think that I need to learn from everything that happens to me, even if the lesson is, wow, that person was terrible, never again. So in compiling this list of promises to myself, I decided that I was going to learn a new thing. And I had just gone to um, a class that is held here in D.C. called Hear Me Code, where in a femme-centered space or feminine of center for people who are feminine of center, you come in, you learn how to write basic lines of code. It's not, you're not really creating a program. You're just learning how to write basic lines of code, the syntax of Python, which is a really, really easy language to, to read and conceptualize. And I was like, that is so cool. I really like that. I'm going to learn how to code. Knowing now what I, I, I wish I knew then, that was a really, really dumb thing to do because when you create this abstract idea or this abstract goal it's really really difficult to hit your mark right how do you know that you've learned how to code could i technically print hello world to a console in like three different languages sure i could four now whatever but have i reached the level of mastery that it requires to call myself a software engineer. No, I am not. And the gap between those two ideals is so extreme that I almost set myself up um, in not thinking through what that meant. It is this character building exercise now for me in that because I am having to think through all these really, really difficult things and all these really, really high level concepts. It also almost forces me to daily reassess who I am as a person and what I am dedicated to conveying to myself about myself. Yeah, I hope that answered your question. I have a tendency to like <laughs> ramble, which we both, we you, you can do. see in my code. But, <laughs> <laughs> Not, but I'm trying to convey an idea here, damn it. <laughs> No, no, no. It, it, it makes sense to me. I think, I think for me, it's interesting because your reasoning, your reasoning and like passion behind it is much more mature and like, uh, what's the word? There's just a desire for you to know yourself through what you're doing rather than you being like, oh, I want to do X. So I'm learning this, right? It's, there's a story and there's a journey there. So no, it makes sense to me. It's cool. Um, and I just, I, you and I've talked about it offline. But I wanted to make sure our listeners kind of heard the why behind it, because we've alluded to you learning this and spending your weekends and your evenings studying and going to class. I wanted to make sure that people knew a little bit more. And I know we'll continue to share as your journey continues on. Um, let's do this. What else do we want to talk about? We're, what, what we got? We got like about a little over 35, 36 minutes in. Um, do we want to do... Let's read some of these reviews, yo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're not you're not seeing me. You're maybe hearing the ash on my hands, but this is the uh Birdman hand rub. I hear I hear I hear I hear the uh the gristle. <laughs> <laughs> How are your hands so small and so ashy? That's crazy. And what what wow <laughs> That bug sound like shaka shaka shaka. <laughs> That attacked my character. Shaka Khan. Shaka, 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 shaka Khan. Oh, wow, 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 wow. wow. That sounds, they're so ashy. Let me see. Let me I see. I just want you to know. No, no, no. You don't need it. You don't need, you don't need to see. I washed, in my defense, dear listeners, I washed my hands before I got on this call. 
um, because I have been dealing with a brood of approximately 11 children in this house all day, and like half of them were sick and gross. So oh, I feel that. That's crazy that you said brood. Uh, let me let me see. But you know what? Though we have these mics. The mics are pretty sensitive. So let me just see. Let me see because I just put a lotion on my hands. My hands really they should sound like two uh, wet slices of ham rubbing together. Okay. Not- yeah. <laughs> Because that's how moist they are. So I said something. Mucho yuck. And then I said moist. Okay, here we go. Let me see. Now that sounds like a little, little bit of sandpaper rubbing together as well. Okay. Um, okay I didn't so even hear anything. This is trash. <laughs> well, I can hear it in my mic. That's fine. Let me see. Hold on. Did I hear that? No? Nothing. Nope. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. I'm moisturized over here, baby. Wow. So now I'm going to get on here sounding like Ashy Magoo, and um, not, Ashy, not Ashy Magoo. There's there's no justice in the world, honestly. That's crazy. And I'm a, can I keep it a buck with you? I haven't actually put lotion on my hands all day. I'm just naturally moist. All right. Okay. Well, that's my time. I have to go. <laughs> I I must go. Let's go I ahead and read some of these reviews. <laughs> all right, bet. This one is from, first of all, hold on, before I just get into reading reviews, right? Let me put like a actual like intro and reason as to why we're doing this. We haven't read one review in the past year and we have over, uh, we have 127 reviews on iTunes and then we have like a handful of other reviews, like on our other spots where we publish our podcast. And so like, we just want to like thank and shout out some of these reviews, man. So like, I'm going to read one. And then I, I don't know if you have yours up. You want to read some. But I'm, I'm, start- I'm going there now. All right, dope. All right, so this one is called A Breath of Fresh Air. That's the title. And it's from E from DC. Definitely a podcast worth listening to. Being a person of color in corporate is sometimes difficult to navigate because you may not know many others like you who have managed to lead a corporate job. You may be the first in your family working corporate or you're just trying to figure out what your corporate identity is. Thank you for creating this podcast for us. Thank you, E from DC. Shout out to you. Thank you. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. Um, let me let me read one more, and then I'm gonna let you go. This one this one is from Jonathan Jones speaks. Built for this, their voices are made for podcasting. Uh oh. Add, I love how you both feed on each other's energy. Bringing on guests that add tangible insights and tangible instructions. Your stories are transparent and transformational. Continue to educate and elevate. Thank you, Jonathan Jones from um, the Speak Your Success podcast. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to go with two that are, are back to back. So the first one is from Lee C.D. titled Amazing Guests and Content. For a podcast that's fairly new, Living Corporate came out the gate very strong. Thank you. The topics are so relevant to working millennials, and the guests are amazing. The first episode will always be so memorable and poignant to me, but also check out the mental health and LGBT episode as good places to start. Thank you, Lee CD. Next one. This is from Mixed Girl Maine. Uh, the title starts, This is for us, being corporate while. It reads, Thank you for this podcast. I'm a former senior manager of HR and an operations manager in the tech field. Being both the only or one of a few POC managers and typically the only woman in upper management, I have felt for many years there was no community for me. We got you, girl. This podcast is my community. It speaks directly to me, my experiences, and since my corporate career ended last year with difficulty, I just wish I discovered this well before this week. Keep it up. This is amazing. Man, I love that. Like we'll just stop right there. I love, I love the fact that we've created something that people actually listen to and actually find value in. Like I could this, tear up, I could cry a little bit to be honest. Like that's awesome. Why haven't we done this before? I genuinely trash are they? <laughs> oh my goodness! I've never whack. like <laughs> gone looking through. I've skimmed a few, but I haven't really taken the time to like read and say la on some of these reviews like these are beautiful I, there's some others on here that are just so and they're some of them are long 
I love how Candace came in repping repping the game. Like she was like gang gang. Out she definitely here. she definitely came in gang gang gang. She said, Listen, <laughs> I might be biased with my husband. But yo, this podcast is fire. I said, come on, baby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> She's my piece and my reviews. Oh. <laughs> well then. Look, listen. You need to be his piece. Uh, the, the, the be the be his piece. That 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 mess gotta stop. I, I literally I be wanting to throw stuff when I see those little posts. I just personally all right, well, I'm just gonna leave that alone. I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> I saw somebody, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this joke because I feel like because we're we're essentially a DNI podcast, um, or really really we're we're an I, we're an inclusion diversity podcast. But anyway, that's for another time. Uh, somebody I saw some post that said uh, my uh, Latinx ladies instead of trying to be Hispanics, you need to be his piece. Oh my God! <laughs> first said, of all, I said first of all, that is terrible. That is trash. It's like, first of all. Secondly, <laughs> no, my love. Said, be said, Hispanic. I said, first of all, please be Hispanic. Please, first of all, Hispanic is not a culture, but please uh, embrace your Latinx roots, whatever those may be. Um, no, you will not sacrifice that to be some random dude's piece. No. So um, here's the funny thing. Go ahead. Set his whole world on fire. I'm joking, actually. JJ, don't. <laughs> <laughs> that was you said. His whole world on fire. That's super. So, like, do the opposite. Be be his destruction in this mud. Wow. Um, no, but you know, advice, y'all. I'm not straight. I'm not. <laughs> I have no relationship advice for anybody. All right, moving forward. Moving JJ forward. Cut all that out. No, no, no. He's gonna keep it in. This is gonna be funny. Oh boy. Oh um, boy. Um, so what else do we want to do here? So let's go ahead. You know what? You know, we ain't got to give him everything. Let's stop. Let's stop right here. Okay. I do have an announcement though, before we get up out of here. Oh, yep. 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 So you've been rocking with us. If you've been rocking with us for any amount of time, you know that living corporate is not just a podcast. We actually have a blog. We have a newsletter. We have giveaways. All that. We have all of that. We have a lot of things going on. And I'm really excited to announce the fact that Living Corporate is now ready um, to expand our writing platform. So you should be expecting way more written content at a much higher and consistent clip than you have in the past. Um, We have a team of writers like these are people who are actively in corporate America, focused and passionate on um, diversity and inclusion focused and they have experiences in just being other in these majority white spaces um we have some folks we have i don't know if y'all remember y'all should remember uh, amy c wanninger uh, she came on and she was our guest for the effective allyship episode she's actually one of our key contributors um key writing contributors for living corporate and so shout out to amy shout out to amy man shout out to amy yeah like straight up love to all of our writers um and just really excited to tell y'all so like you know you know i think it was i don't know i guess whatever whatever we had like our last random episode it was like in the new year i think i don't know if it was like the new year like new year's resolutions episode but we talked about hey we got more we got like more content we have more stuff coming i think that might or maybe that was the season two kickoff maybe that's what it was kind of running together but the point is we talked about the fact we had more stuff coming we were going to wait until it was ready and so like i'm just really excited to say like it's ready like it's almost april We've been like lining the cut, just getting our content together. So for all of my creators, y'all know how it goes. You don't want to just kind of jump out there. You want to make sure you have a little bit in the tuck. So we have it all ready and we're just excited. So make sure you check us out on livingcorporate.com. I'm sorry, living-corporate.com. Please say that dash because Australia is still tripping. Not big good. tripping. They big tripping, to be honest. Yo, so now this is not a current events podcast. But yo, my man who busted the egg against my man's head, though, crazy. Egg See? boy for president of some country that's not this way. <laughs> Shout out to Egg Boy, yo, and also hold on, so we can make sure that we're being uh, fair. Also, shout out to um, shout out to the to the Muslim woman who uh, confronted Chelsea Clinton in a respectful but uh, intentional way about her showing up at that vigil. Though, shout out to her too. I I have some though. Let's get offline. I have some thoughts. You have some thoughts? We need to really actually, we need to actually have a podcast episode very soon about being um, Sikh and Muslim in the corporate space. 
I'm down for that. Like we need to like we need to like really get on that. Like for real. Like that needs to be an episode that we drop very soon. Because the the level of just like man, just the bigotry, dog. And like I don't think people really understand that like Islamophobia is directly tied into white supremacy. It's just crazy. And like I just man. And it's crazy to say I can't imagine because I can, which is sad because we're black. So it's like I can definitely directly understand um, and empathize and sympathize with how these people feel because it's like, man, it's just, but it's just nuts, man. Like, it's just crazy. Like, we got to talk about this. Um, okay. Well, shoot. Let's see here. Before we get up out of here, uh, favorite things? Sorry, I had to call for a second. You good. Um, favorite things, favorite things, favorite things. I didn't realize we were going to be doing this. Um, <laughs> so. Go ahead. My current favorite thing um, is the console.log function in JavaScript. Now, for those of you who do not know, console.log allows you to print something, anything, to the console, which is where you get your feedback about how your code is doing. Um, And I know that debuggers exist, but the way I first learned how to identify where my code wasn't quite working correctly. It was just by inserting a console.log function into my code. And so shout out to that beautiful, beautiful, beautiful piece of technology that um, illuminates the dark for me. What about you? So my favorite thing right now has to be Jordan Peele. Um, he's a beast dog like he's super cold have you seen us i did and actually let me take that well nah yes actually i'm gonna go ahead and still say my favorite thing is jordan peele because he gives space to a very chocolate all black family in a major motion film which you wouldn't think it would be surprising to see a family that have consistent skin tone amongst them not having one random mixed race daughter with two black ass parents um that is not the case as the history of american television has taught us i'm i'm saying like and they're so they're dark like they're dark and they're it's just beautiful um so that yeah so you know jordan peele is like he's he is he's um he's my nod for favorite things this week because And I'm not saying favorite things as if Jordan Peele is not a person. He's a human being. But what I love about what I love about Jordan Peele is and like what I really aspire to do is to like create platforms for other people to shine. That's like really my passion, right? It's like creating platforms for other people to shine. Like living corporate, I love living corporate because and it's my passion, it's my heart because we're creating this platform to like highlight the humanity and like the perspectives and affirm the humanity of people that often get ignored. Like He's doing that with his work. And I did see uh, us. This is us. Is it this is us or is it just us? It's just us. It's just us. Goodness. Yeah, this is us makes me makes me cry. Not the uh, not the show, just the trailers of the episodes make me cry. That's why I know I can't watch the show. Hmm. I know. <laughs> I'm very sensitive. Um, so us is amazing. Lupita, though. Hey, yo. She bodied that. She killed it. Oh my gosh. But like, and I knew she was like, look, I'm not, I knew Lapita was a solid actress. I didn't know she was that cold though. So forgive my ignorance. She is. You are apparently not forgiven because here you are. Man. Yo, when I tell you that performance though, and I reckon, look, she is, she is classically trained. She's a, she is a thespian. Like she didn't just pop up out of nowhere. Like she's been, She's been working for years. Like she's been building her craft for years. So I'm not asleep to that. Isn't she Julia trained too? Uh, Yale. Yeah. Maybe she went to Julia too. We need to get a researcher. We need to get like a researcher that we can like point to and they can kind of just mutter stuff in the background and like keep us on track. Cause I don't know. <laughs> but I do know that she went to Yale. In fact, hold on, but I got Google in my hand right now. I'm just going to check it out. Hold on. Did you say Julia because just because, or do you? Or like, or do you, did you hear that? I feel like I read something about her being at Juilliard. Well, we about to check it out. Nah, just Yale. Oh no, I think it's Viola that was at Juilliard. 
you are. Juilliard. All right, well, JJ, no. cut all the Juilliard stuff out. But the point is, the point is. No, it's okay if I'm wrong. Okay, that's right. It's okay. Cool. No problem. So JJ, keep all this wrong stuff in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, she bodied that. Like I was like, ooh, I was shocked. Like, and everybody in the and like you know you when you go to uh, movies. Uh, with black people scary movies with black people you know it's it's really not scary it ends up just kind of being like funny a whole lot of commentary that a, you didn't lo- a lot of commentary that i was that for some reason i just thought that i wasn't going to get this time as if like we always going to show up and not be black at the movies but uh it was great and yeah so that's my favorite thing okay well uh cool listen man shout out to y'all uh, for real appreciate y'all year one we are officially one years old um we here Um, I'm not going to say we never going nowhere, but we're going to be here for a while. So get used to us, get comfortable, lean back, put your conference line on mute. So we don't have to hear you in the background or unmute yourself to make sure you actually speak up and you're hurt. That was, that was like a, that was kind of like a consulting joke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank y'all for joining the living corporate podcast. (laughs) We're here every week. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram at living corporate podcast. Follow us on Twitter at living corporate underscore pod. You can check us out online at living-corporate.com please say the dash let me tell you something though uh, our um, search engine optimization is so popping now you just type in living corporate you're going to see us just type it in living corporate You'll pop, we'll pop up yeah. uh, you're, uh, and then yes also yes um, real quick uh, shout out to all of our guests shout out to JJ our producer shout out to Aaron our admin okay okay uh, shout out to uh, Shanisha, our researcher. Uh, shout out to all of our writers. <laughs> shout out to all of our writers. Shout out to our families and significant others. And uh, yeah, this has been Zach. And Ade. Peace. Living Corporate is a podcast by Living Corporate LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown. Additional music production by Antoine Franklin from Musical Elevation. Post-production is handled by Jeremy Jackson. Got a topic suggestion? Email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and living-corporate.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.